0: Amen. I'm so glad that you're here tonight. Why don't we just take a moment and begin to worship the Lord? He is our King and our Savior today, so let's give Him the praise that He deserves. Heavenly Father, we thank You for this day. We thank You, God, for all that You're about to do. We pray that You'll speak life into our hearts, and Lord, into our circumstances and situations. We trust, Lord, in Your power and Your presence. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for joining us tonight for Wednesday Together, I am grateful that the Lord meets us every single week. I'm grateful that you are part of what God is making a happening all right here in this place. God has a mission and a purpose that he is trying to fulfill in his church and through this community on a daily basis. And so thank you for partnering with God. Thank you for partnering with God is trying to do. Amen. Folks, I believe that we have finally moved into the fall season. Now, under normal circumstances, I'd say we need to live one day at a time and not wish our lives away. That's really still the best attitude to have. But I'll confess, like many of us today, I still find myself thinking, well, things will have to get better once 2020 is over, right? I'm sure you've felt like that. You're trying to figure out a way out of this crazy year. Let's face it, 2020 has been a year of valleys and struggles for many of us and certainly for the church. For some of us, it has placed a deep and a huge strain on our faith and made it difficult to find our way. During this season, some have simply lost their way. Some have left the church altogether during this year. Some are so distracted by everything that's going on in our world, so much so that it is hard for them to see Jesus. It's all too easy to talk about this, right? What we don't have or what we can't do. For some of us, especially these past six months, Our focus has been on our problems rather than the problem solver. In essence, we have become prisoners of our words. For others, this has been a time you've drawn closer to the Lord. Praise God, the struggles have in fact brought you to your knees in prayer. And this season has truly made you desperate for the presence Of God. You've settled some things in your heart about your relationship with the Lord. And tonight I want to help us all take that journey from the world of problems. Amen. I want us to journey to a place of provision so that we can lift our eyes to the one where our help comes from today, because our help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Amen. Our eyes need to be fixed on the one who can renew our souls and rebuild from the rubble folks i wish i could preach that this would simply be an easy thing that if you would just you know give it a little while longer the things would simply smooth itself out and become smooth sailing as a human being i wish i could tell you that once you're a christian that struggles will not come your way i can't tell you that why because it is simply not the truth Some things we know for sure is that being a Christian is not some golden ticket to having the best or to feeling no pain. The signs of the time tell us that the things in our world will, in fact, get worse. We need to live ready for the Lord's return because his return is sooner than ever. But in these last days, before Jesus returns for the church, even through all the turmoil that we may face, we know that God is still in control. Amen. That's the most important thing for us to know today, that if we keep our faith in the Lord, we are going to make it. Why? Because Jesus has already won the victory. Amen. You just need to walk in the victory, no matter what curves occur along that road. Just keep fighting because, my brother, my sister, you are going to make it. I truly believe that God is calling us to rebuild. Now, I spoke on Sunday but how really this is a season of renewal and that we are called to walk in that renewal so that we will stop living in the past. We've got to live a life of forgiveness as so that we are able to forge deeper in our relationship with God, amen. Forgiveness is such an integral and important part of this. It's so easy to become bitter right now, so easy to feel frustrated and even overwhelmed, to allow the things that have been under the surface to take hold of us. I want you to know that before you can walk in this new season of renewal, we've got to cleanse our heart. We must surrender every part of ourselves to God just like we're called to do in our focus passage for this season. Amen. In this series, it reads Psalm 51 and verse 10. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. When the psalmist said that we are to renew a right spirit, it's calling us to be restored to a former state, to revive, to make alive again. Amen. To make anew. In other words... We find that place with God that we felt when we first came to know him. You know, that moment, it was such an incredible feeling, right? An incredible experience with God. Because that first time we became a Christian, amen, we experienced the grace of God. We realized that we didn't deserve it. We were washed clean. We were forgiven from our sin. God transformed us from the inside out. Here's the thing about forgiveness If we want it, we must give it. The thing about forgiveness is if we want it, we must give it. On Sunday, I shared this verse that shows just how important it is to God that we forgive. So important that we, in fact, are commanded to do so. In Colossians chapter 3 and verse 13 bearing with one another, forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. That incredible amount of grace you experienced when God forgave you, we must extend that same grace to others. If we want to be renewed, we must forgive others. That's the only way to keep our spirits clean and pure. Amen. God is challenging us directly and personally to give up our grudges. Whatever grievance we have against somebody else, we've got to let it go. We've got to let go of our grudges. What's a grudge? Well, a grudge is a deep, ongoing resentment we cultivate in our hearts against somebody else. A grudge is an unforgiving spirit that leads to an unforgiving attitude and certainly actions. How do I know? How do we know if we're holding a grudge? When that person's name is mentioned, how do you feel? When you think about that person, what feelings start rising to the surface? Do we have a a physical reaction? Do we get upset? Maybe you've prayed about the situation plenty of times before. But now, when it comes to mind, you're just as mad as you were back then. That just goes to show how deep the hurt really is. And that there are places in our heart that we must continually turn over to God. I recently heard this statement. I I find it pretty fitting. If you can't forgive and forget, then forgive every time you remember. Amen. Some great words to live by, right? If we can't forgive and forget, then every time we remember, why don't we go ahead and forgive? That's what we've got to do to make sure that we don't develop Grudges Grudges are dangerous because they're so destructive. In fact, they destroy marriages and families. They destroy friendships and grudges destroy churches. Let's be honest enough to admit that grudges have taken root in far too many churches. Christians hold hurts and failures against one another. So today, if you're holding a grudge against someone, God wants to tell you something. He's calling you to let it go. Amen. To release it to him, it's time to let it go. Grudges can result in hurting a whole bunch of people, and certainly they're always self-destructive. Grudges can push us to say or do unthinkable things to people. Whether or not we act upon a grudge in a way or not, grudges always leave a bitter poison in our own spirits much more deadly than any punishment we could ever give the offender. Job chapter 21 describes people who have no happiness at all. They live and die with bitter hearts. Man, I'm not interested in having that kind of epitaph over my life, right? That's not what I'm interested in. Jesus told about the servant who was forgiven a huge debt by the king and then refused to forgive someone else this tiny little amount. Jesus said his unforgiving spirit landed him in prison. Max Licato makes an an interesting comment about this parable. He says, Unforgiving servants always end up in prison. Prisons of anger, of guilt, and of depression. God's word, it tells us to not sentence ourselves to prison. Amen. It's time to set ourselves free right now. Amen. It's time to be free from our past. Notice that God isn't asking us to ignore whatever the person's actually done to us, he's not asking us to pretend that it didn't happen. He doesn't ask us to condone it, pretend it, you know, not of consequence, but he does command us to forgive the grievance. We must acknowledge how wrong, how painful our experience was, but we must decide to move on by forgiving the person who committed the wrong, to let go of our grudges. Forgive the person who hurt us. Maybe that means letting go of the hurt we've experienced from our parents. Maybe things that they did or didn't do. Maybe you're harboring a pain from your ex-spouse. You need to forgive your child for turmoil he or she's perhaps caused in your life. Maybe you need to forgive someone for emotional or physical abuse. The pain, the agony would certainly run deep, but we have got to release it. We've got to let it go. Maybe it's a grudge. We don't even realize that we're carrying. Maybe it's a coworker who has offended us a while back. We just never forgot it. Maybe we had an argument with someone and that wound still remains tender in our heart. Whether big or small, the grudge has to go. We must not tell God, look, not interested in doing this. I can't forgive. But what we're really saying is, God, we won't forgive. If Christ, who suffered agonizing pain on the cross as he bore our sins, can forgive those same sins that were inflicting pain upon him when he didn't deserve any of it, then surely we can give up our grudges, whatever the cost. The question is, will we do it? Can I tell you the hidden benefit to forgiving others? Well, it makes it so much easier to forgive yourself. It makes it so much easier to forgive yourself. When we freely extend grace to others, it's so much easier to receive God's grace in our own life. Forgiveness, it really is like a stream. When it's not obstructed, it flows freely. It washes everything in its path. There's an overflow that splashes out to its surroundings. And so it's time to let forgiveness flow to wash away the impurities in our heart. We've got to forgive others and we must forgive ourselves. In order to be renewed by God, this is the time to rise up to this challenge. This is the time to declare that with the help of the Lord, we will move beyond our past. It's time to stop torturing ourselves for what we did or what we simply did not do. Now is the time to break the shackle from our past failures. God doesn't want us to go through life branding ourselves as a failure. On the cross, Jesus Christ died so that he could forgive and redeem our past. When we become Christians, that forgiveness becomes a reality. In our lives. When we receive Christ's forgiveness, it allows us to forgive ourselves and forget our failures. Right here in this moment, we can accept Jesus' forgiveness and we can forgive ourselves. What have we held on to? What shackles have bound us? Now is the time to let go of our past. Forgive ourselves because Jesus has. Forgiven us. Because when we let go of offense, when we let go of the grudges, we turn our focus off of our problems, we turn our focus back onto our Redeemer. Amen. We don't allow a hurt or a struggle to hold us captive for the rest of our lives because we elevate the Lord to the rightful place He has in our life. I truly believe that's the greatest challenge of our day keeping our focus on Jesus Christ, exalting him in all areas of our lives. But that only occurs as we understand that we must rebuild our foundation. We must renew our hearts to draw closer to him and completely surrender to him each and every day. How do we shift our focus to him and away from the distractions of this life? Well, We do that by developing deeper relationships in him through spiritual disciplines, through prayer, fasting, reading the word of God. We can walk in the Lord's forgiveness, his fellowship by staying closely connected to our Savior. God's here for us today, so no one else has to live in shackles. We don't have to be imprisoned by our past. He is Calling us, amen, to release ourselves to him. We are called to take the reins, amen, and say, God, I don't want to walk in my own direction. I want to follow after you and your plan for my life. I desire to push forward in your calling for me. What direction does God have for you in this season of rebuilding? Are you ready to reshape your spiritual plans? What about prayer? What about fasting weekly, Bible reading? Can I allow the Bible to be the roadmap for my life? Can I allow the word of God to truly influence and affect me on a daily basis? Can I say, God, I just want all of you in me. I want your will, your spirit to guide me, direct me. Can I pray for spiritual direction that God's will occur in my life every single day? Can I ask God to take control of my life and let his light shine through me every single day, every single moment of every single day? Am I able and willing to do whatever it takes to forgive myself, to forgive others and to forge deeper in God? If each of us will pray, I believe God will help us. God will allow his spirit right now to transform us. His will can occur in us even right now. But it all starts, it all begins with forgiveness. So let's seek God right now. Let's take an opportunity to pray and seek his faith. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, God, for all that you're about to do in every life, every heart, every circumstance and situation in us. God, I pray that you forgive us right now. Forgive us of our past, we pray. Lord, I pray that you help us release grudges and hurts, hurt Lord, to you. Let us place it on the altar today. Provide the healing that we need, the emotional healing, God, that we need, the spiritual healing that we need. Lord, do it only you can do in us right now. Transform us, God, from the inside out. We trust in your power, Lord, in your presence to do what only you can do in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We surrender to you. We surrender to you right now in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you have a prayer need, would you please contact us? Please contact the church. Let us know how we can support you. Amen. I hope that you're able to join us Sunday. We've got some amazing opportunities for you to connect with us. And especially during this rebuild series in person, we're going to be in the building at 1030 AM online. We'll be online at 1030 AM as well as 7 PM. May God richly bless you. Thank you for tuning in tonight. I'm believing God for great things in your life in the name of Jesus Christ.